Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello. <laughs> Hi. You didn't say anything. Well, I saw you connect and then I could barely hear anything in the background. So I figured you were still like messing with some stuff. No, I was waiting for you to say hello. I'm here. Yay. Is it April Fool's Day today? Yes, it is. Oh, God. Why? I just uh, have fond memories of April Fool's Day. Someone who will go unnamed was arrested for failure to pay child support on April Fool's Day, which I thought was extra special. Oh, interesting. Those pesky responsibilities. Yes, I know. I thought it was pretty fitting. Adulting. Sometimes people can't do it well. Yeah. (laughs) Or at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. So how are you? What's new? Uh, Nothing. I've got nothing. I've just been reading a lot. Yes. What's the, well, that is the same. That never changes. So when people are like, you read books for the podcast, how hard could it be to remember all of the plot points and the things that happen in them? You seriously underestimate my mind's ability to read a book (laughs) and then delete it from my brain the second I'm done reading it. And also, I I I read a lot every month. I read in the double digit number of books a month. So I'm not going to remember everything about every book. My brain doesn't work like that. Yeah, I don't even remember the name of the book we read. I don't know what's up with that. I was laying in bed the other night berating myself because I couldn't remember the name, the names of the main characters in the book I was reading. And I'm like, what the, what is up with that? Is it just me? No, I've done that before. I do that all the time. In my notes for the podcast, I usually put their names at the top of the page. I've done that before. (laughs) I've written their names down on like a post-it note or something. It's horrible. Okay. For me, the books are here in my brain for a good time, not for a long time. So (laughs) (laughs) that is an excellent way to think about it. Yeah. So I, I enjoy them while I read them. Just like for perspective sakes, I've read eight books since I finished this book. So, Oh my gosh. Have you really? I can't stop reading. And I went on a T.S. Joyce binge for (gasps) your, uh, I love it, but I know you would appreciate that. So that right there was four books. Which ones? What did you read? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. I'm dying to know. The Grayback series. The four books in the Grayback series. Oh, yes. I barely remember that series because I'm, I've am i read 150 books of her since then. But yes. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? They're really good, obviously. All of her yeah, books are obviously. really good. Yeah. So the next book is Kong's book. And it's uh, Sil- Silverbacks? Yes. So, uh, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to... Sp- start reading those 
Oh, girl, just wait. I am way be. I am so far ahead of you. I am reading. I'm done reading about their children being grown adults now and making their way in the world. I 100% believe it. (laughs) I mean, I read like four of her books in like two days. Like they're short. They're Mm -hmm. enjoyable. I'm reading Mm -hmm. them as I lay down. I'm laughing my fucking ass off. Yes. Hilarious what she says. Just wait. Just yeah, keeps going. It keeps just keeps getting better and better. Well, mm-hmm. not better because they're all great. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so um, that was just my little note of, you know, this is why we're not being super detailed about all the shit that happens in the book, or at least for me, because I don't necessarily remember everything that freaking happens. And that's why try reading almost 20 books in a month. And then you tell me all the details from one of them. I freaking dare you. (laughs) Yeah, it just won't happen. (laughs) I just finished the son of the dragon. Is that one of hers? Yeah. So Damien, you know who Damien is on the mountain. It's his son who's now fully grown, has his own crew. Mm. I am reading the books in the order she has listed for Damien's Mountain, which is one of the characters. I did too. But yes, I always go back to her. In fact, I finished the second book in the Venus Island. Okay. Venus Needs Men. Yes, I finished that. Okay. Um, And then I read this book by her. And then I also read the book by that we're reading now. We're going to talk about in a week. But just Mm -hmm. like you're on a, you are obsessively reading, uncontrollably reading, I would say. I am uncontrollably creating. Mm -hmm. I, I just can't stop. I, you know, I'm almost manic about it. And I think it's because I had to work for a living for so freaking long for my whole goddamn life. And I'm finally free of all of that. And I'm like, oh, I want, I want to paint. So I'm in the middle of painting a, um, a Victorian rose scene and then i'm crocheting three different things at once plus i just try i'm trying this new tunisian crocheting style because i've always wanted to know how to do it i've kind of stopped sewing on the dolls for a while but i'm gonna pick that back up i think nice oh i've been gardening too i called and got ordered another green bin because i'm been gardening so much i'm pulling so many weeds that uh i filled up the bin and a half a day. Oh, wow. But things are starting to bloom and the yard looks so pretty. So are we ready to talk about the book that we're doing for this week? Yes. And we're going to do this book in two parts. So yeah, just a warning now, um, this book was kind of long. So we're only going to talk, we're only doing up through chapter 21, correct? Is that what you decided? It's whatever you decided. You're the boss of me in this podcast, apparently. Okay, there was like 52 chapters, so I just cut it in half and picked 21. So, which 20, is, 21 is 20, not half of 52 yeah. now that I fucking think of it. Yeah, it's 26. <laughs> this, Did you... is, this is why I read and I don't do math. Because... Yeah. Oh, you send me notes on the whole book. I just realized. Yes, because I had downloaded my um, highlights from Kindle. And then what I do is in Google Notes, then I go into the notes that I downloaded and I dump in all sorts of extra shit that I want to say. Okay. All right. So So, uh, we will stop after 21 and then we'll pick up chapter 22 next time. Yes. And... 
go through the end of the book. Okay. And yeah, so we're not doing exactly half. That's on me. Whoops. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I finished the book last night and, but I don't have the other half of my notes done. I mean, I finished this book a while ago and I didn't finish my notes at all. So it's okay. Okay. Maybe you need to maybe only read 15 books in a month and finish your notes. What I should do is finish the book and then do my notes immediately. But I don't. So Oh, you don't? Oh. No, I literally typed up these notes this morning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> So I'm like, uh, I should probably have more than just the quotes I highlighted to talk about this book and be a little prepared. So I spent like an hour this morning typing up some notes. Okay, so today's book is By the Moon We Fall, a Raiden Warrior novel by Ashton Abbott. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you had said you've read all, all almost all of her stuff. And this was my first time reading about this author. Is mm -hmm. that right? Yes. She writes a lot of stuff in this Raiden Warriors world okay. that she has. And so oh. a lot of characters in this book are also in other books that she's done or novellas. One of the books I actually read in March, totally different from this book. Series, mm -hmm. yeah, something totally new from her was called Survive the Cursed, and it was about zombies and supernaturals, and it was much more urban fantasy, I would say. Okay, than this, um, it's more like dystopian, end of the world, apocalypse has happened sort of vibes. So, okay. totally from this book, I also really liked it. I like her stuff, she is kind of wordy. But I can picture her stuff as I'm reading it. I can like picture what she's talking about pretty well. Yeah, me too. Why I like her. She's kind of like vivid almost. Mm-hmm. And how she writes, I guess. Very descriptive. So we actually had a bunch of stuff before we even get to chapter one. So I had highlighted only from the blurb that she puts at the beginning of the book. At the end of it, she has a little note. And her note said, Welcome to the world of the Raidens. This series features a new couple every book that ranges from enemies to lovers all the way to second chance. HEA is always guaranteed. You will meet witches, demons, werewolves, nymphs, and all manner of dark mythological creatures and gods. Through it all, it is dark, violent, and sinfully delicious. These books are recommended for readers 17 plus, as the scenes can be graphic from both a violent and sensual perspective. She's not kidding. This book is very violent and very dark. <laughs> yeah, it is. I agree. So then, okay, I don't know how I actually ended up seeing this. I don't normally read this stuff. But after the blurb, she had the copyright wording. Yes, I read this too. I'm glad you had it in your notes because I thought it was hilarious. Go ahead. It's really fucking funny. But at the same time, I'm almost like, oh, we're going to talk about the book. So I hope we're not like gonna be smote down like she mentions. <laughs> so Part of her copyright wording is... Don't steal my stuff or you will be smote by the almighty karma gods that will rain fire and brimstone down on your plagiarizing ass. Can I curse in the copyright? Yes, I just did. Back to megaphone voice. Fire and brimstone down on your no good cheating stealing ass. And karma curses for anyone that dares cross this copyright. Thank you and good day. Enjoy my book. But don't <laughs> steal it. <laughs> That was lovely. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> then she had character art, which I'm a fucking sucker for character art always. Mm. Yes. And then she had a song playlist. Which, yeah. 
That I was love that too. Yeah, that was different for me. I'm not used to seeing that. I feel like authors used to do that a lot and they would even put like a link to their Spotify playlist in there, but they haven't really done that lately. I don't know if that's just not like the end thing to do anymore or what, but I still enjoy those. Yeah, I'm going to definitely check it out. I'm like, oh, this is, that's the first time I ever saw it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm contemporary not... authors do it a little bit more. Possibly. Okay, so then we finally skip all that stuff and we get to the prologue. The yes. first several chapters, I would say, including the prologue, are very dark, very bloody. It just kind of fits with this book. I had for my notes on the prologue, I just said it's sort of terrifying. Babbed is the goddess of war and death. And she is meeting up with some humans, a slash witches, right? And I mm -hmm. think there was a vampire there. These people had freed her from her supernatural prison or wherever she was contained. And they also want to free her sisters. So Babbed and her two sisters can join together and form the Morrigan. If anybody knows about the Morrigan, they would kind of know a little bit about that. You don't really need to know about that to read this book, but that's kind of where we're headed in this. I had no idea what the Morrigan was. This book was interesting to me because it kind of explained. I think the Morrigan is more from Celtic mythology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you kind of know a little bit about that kind of stuff, then you would recognize some of these characters. So she didn't actually make these people up. These are actual like mythological people that have been mentioned elsewhere. Babbed, like I said, she's the goddess of war and death. She ends up killing a bunch of the people that were there that freed her. And the prologue ends with a very ominous warning. She tells them, find my sisters. Yeah. So she's terrifying. Her. Yeah, she is terrifying, but it's it said find my sisters and find her, but at this point we don't know who her is. Let us not have a reason to meet this way again. She was terrifying. So then chapter one actually opens up in somebody's point of view named Adeline. Mm-hmm. Um, she's at an event and she's kind of thinking about how she wants to feel normal just for a night. She's been on the run from a cult called the Vromic. While she's at this event, it's kind of like a music festival. Is that how you would describe it? Yes. Yes. Okay. And she she says she wants to feel normal. Yeah. So she's at the music festival. She's kind of dancing a little bit, trying to just enjoy the music and not stress so much. But of course, while she's there, somebody bumps into her or bumps into her drink or somehow she ends up getting drugged while she's at Roofied. the event. Yes, yep. and she ends up waking up on a sacrificial marble slab. Terrifying. Yeah, but before that, we find out her her what her thing is, and it says, here's my secret. I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing, a bomb ready to go off once the right sequence is entered. A necromancer, an immortal, or mythos. My grandmother told me I was ascended from, I would ascend to be the queen of the dead. I'm like, oh. I like necromancer books. I don't know why, but I really, I love necromancer tropes. Okay. So, huh. Yeah. And we also find out in this chapter that she is the last living member of the great Montgomery Wicca line. Mm -hmm. She says, she, or she thinks that she's the one that cursed the rest of the family to their doom. She didn't want any of this, but fate is one cruel bitch. Yeah, it is. So the people that drugged her and put her on this slab are trying to steal her power. And the slab is basically sapping the 
power out of her. Throwback reference. Do you remember in The Princess Bride when he's on yes! the table? Yes! Oh my God, it's one of the worst scenes ever. Yeah. I love that movie. I've just taken another year of your life. That's what this lab reminds me of. Chained to it. It's horrible. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my God. She can feel her soul being drained away. So she uses the last little tiny bit of any sort of magical ability she might possibly have. She uses that last couple minutes to curse her captors. And then she does end up dying yes yes this was also terrifying she thinks that also we found out before she dies that her necromancy was dormant yeah that was kind of odd wasn't it i think maybe she has to reach a certain age for her powers to unlock but she's mm. still kind of young here so maybe she hasn't reached that age but then at the same time everyone else in her family's dead so she doesn't really have anybody to go to for information or help yeah that's true that's that's very a very good point and i love the fact that she says that she's gonna rise again and make them suffer it says with that promise I give in to the welcoming darkness and let myself fall back into the night. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh God. <laughs> this whole book was, uh, it, it will suck you in. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And then we switch to somebody else's point of view in chapter two. And this person's name is William. And he's looking for his brother who has disappeared, I guess, a month ago. And he's in Savannah, Georgia. And he goes through some kind of portal. Yes. Okay. And he's he's part of the Gira pack that lives in Minnesota and she he's determined to find his brother and he ends up go, after going through the this portal at a bar and I this I don't know why I just kind of all saw it in my head it kind of reminded me of that the bayou beginning of the uh Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland Oh, interesting. He's, he's at this bar called The Shrunken Head. And I thought, what a great, what a great name for a bar. This reminded me a lot of True Blood, where hmm. oh, it, it wasn't uh -huh. a bar, right? It was more like a restaurant that she worked yes. at. Yeah. But it really reminded me of that show and all the characters in that show for some reason but that was also set in the south wasn't it so maybe that's yes. why yeah it was very a bayou-esque type of setting and he the the shrunken head is owned by someone named celeste who's a high priestess of savannah and an ancient being she's interesting nobody really knows what she is the best they can figure out is that she's kind of a witch high priestess very mysterious Mm -hmm. her establishment is in this thing that he calls the else realm that's where you go when you go into the portals it's like a mm -hmm. i think he calls it a pocket world for the yeah. supernatural it kind of reminded me of the in-between yes i really liked this and i r really liked this from the get-go and i also really liked the <laughs> bouncer yeah, me too. As a head, Vin Sayer. He's a fire yes. demon. Mm -hmm. He's, very He's also immortal. Yeah. And, but William hates him. He calls him a dickhead in his head. He's like, oh, I hate this guy. They hate each other. Let's just be real. I don't have like much to say about him. But mm -hmm. in my notes, I just put him down because 
the side characters are all pretty interesting. They are. And besides being a fire demon, he's an element. He's part of the elements demons. Which... Yes, because I think his element is fire, right? Which is why he's Correct. the fire demon. And he's, he's got... rare, even in their world. He sounded cool. I mean, he sounded he did. like, an like athlete, a badass. But he sounded kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And the William's able to enter the bar after a few words with um, Vincere by pricking his finger and putting his bloodline or a drop of his blood on this entry to the bar. And it says, you know, it's a neutral place to meet people. Yes. That, that reminded me of, oh, John Wick, where you could go into the hotel, but it was a neutral place for all these mercenaries and no one was allowed to fight. So the same is said for Celeste Place. You're not supposed to cause any trouble in there, cause a fight. If you do, you're going to get thrown out. And you're never allowed to come back. He's actually there to meet with a witch named Vivian. Because mm -hmm. she's supposed to have information on how to find his brother who, like you said, went missing about a month ago. So I kind of skimmed over the next few chapters in my notes. You um, did? I didn't skip them. I'm just saying I very briefly oh, okay. what happened in them. All right, that's fine. Go ahead. So the witch, of course, ends up tricking him. Turns out that this witch wants to use him to resurrect someone and undo a death curse that was placed on her and her fellow witches years ago. Uh, like I said, these first few chapters are very bloody and have lots of torture. Yeah, they do. Yeah, he ends up getting his throat slit, but he can't die because he's a werewolf. Did we mention that already? That he's a shifter? No. We did. Oh, okay. So he's a werewolf shifter, part of the Gara pack, and he's also one of these Raiden warriors. He gets his jugular slit, but mm -hmm. he's not actually going to die. It sounds horrible. Yeah, so his blood is seeping into the ground of like yeah. a freaking gravesite. They do this. Adeline ends up getting resurrected because of his blood, because I guess because he's got that special werewolf Raiden warrior blood. She isn't very powerful, but she does see him and she kind of crawls towards him and it's able to grab his hand i loved this passage this like interaction between them this is the first thing they say to each other he asks her what are you and her response i am death mm -hmm. i was like oh i highlighted that too shivers yes Something ends up happening where I think the witch who started this gets distracted or he's able to heal enough while the witch is fighting with Adeline so that he is able to fight against this witch. Yeah, he immediately feels protective of Adeline and drawn to her. And while Adeline and the other witch are fighting back and forth, he is able to regenerate a little bit. That reminds me of the highlight I had. So the highlight I have from here is, as soon as the witch grasps my hand in hers, I feel my beast mingle with her magic like they are old friends. Mm -hmm. And the blurring darkness radiates from her. One that both beckons me closer and warns me to stay put. I know she will be the death of me. But there is no hint of the suspicion and aggression that I always carry with me. Only full acceptance. Eagerness, That's, even. Yes, I highlighted that too. I loved... This author's quite the wordsmith. So Vivian can't fight Adeline and keep her focus on William. So he's able to break 
free of his bonds. Oh, at some point, I think during this or before this, his we find out that his brothers actually died. Oh, I know. It's so sad. They so, keep looking for the blood. They need a certain kind of blood. And so they're from a werewolf. And they keep kidnapping werewolves from his pack and killing them, thinking it's the blood they need. He's able to fight off the witch. Adeline's still very weak. I think she ends up passing out or something. And he decides that he's going to use this stranger that just resurrected as a tool to fight the people who killed his brother because he wants to know, basically, if the witches want this person Mm -hmm. and I want something about the witches, I'm going to try to connect all these puzzle pieces and keep her with me and figure out what the hell's going on and get my revenge against the witches. I like this line, this couple of lines where he says, my gaze goes to the mysterious female like a moth to the flame. Who is she? What is she? Why was she buried in an unmarked grave in the woods? And how did she rise? One thing is certain, this is no mere witch and I will not leave her. My question with the necromancer though is, why is no one buried in a box in a coffin they're all just buried in the dirt so they can when they're brought back to life they can come out through the dirt and that happens with all necromancer books that i've read i don't know i didn't even think of that i didn't even, this is the first time i thought about it. i'm like wait a minute nobody's in a coffin and they have to get out of the coffin they're just thrown in a grave and with dirt on them and they just climb out through the dirt maybe because these aren't normal people who've died and had the traditional burial like she was a sacrifice right so well that's true she was a like, murder victim so. yeah exactly <laughs> so let's just dig a hole and throw her in there yeah that was her ditch her little oh, yeah. okay maybe that's all why. right the next thing we know it's in william's point of view and he's got adeline who's unconscious back at celeste bar he just barges into her office and He tells Celeste, you need to help me. And immediately Celeste feels the power emanating from Adeline. And she says to him, she's kind of funny at times. She's like, oh, William, what kind of trouble are you in now? This is my note about Celeste. It says, uh, Celeste is an oddball who lends some crazy and funny moments to the story. It's true. I really immediately liked her. And he's all, I'll just give you the out, an outline priestess. And he's like, you need to save her. And Celeste starts doing a bargain with him. He says there's a crazy ass group of witches that are hell bent on doing whatever their master says. And she's all, calm down, William. This is a shift free zone. She immediately tells him, you got to cloak her so no one can scurry for her. We also need to bind her powers. And she knows this person is incredibly powerful and says, who is she? And he's, I don't know. She strikes a bargain with William, right? Saying, well, you need to give me some of your blood and I will bring her back, right? I will do these things for her. She says that she will bind her powers for him, make it cloak her so that people can't scry for her and find her. Uh, Celeste says that she will bind her in exchange for a vial of William's blood, like you said. And she ends up binding her and then 
handing the control over this was kind of interesting because i thought she was going to get bound and have this like magical handcuff on herself but mm -hmm. celeste actually puts this handcuff it's she just calls it a cuff but it's basically a handcuff yeah. on mm -hmm. william and she tells william as long as you wear this cuff her powers will be bound take it off and she can immediately fry your wolf ass yeah and she also says she smells like death and power the strongest death magic i've ever come across she, mm -hmm. she tells him she's part of something bigger and that's important. And then she also asks him, you know, who was this master? And he tells her a little bit of information. And she says, oh, wait a minute. And who's the master that they're, she's freaks out about? Babbed. Mm-hmm. This is where we kind of learn a little bit more about the Morrigan. I think he's thinking this, or is somebody saying this? Over the years, I have heard of a cult composed of all manner of mythos determined to bring... Mm -hmm and destruction to the world. This is the Vromic she's mentioning. Different beings who have been imprisoned by the gods. Their mission is to release them onto the earth, reap the benefits that their mayhem causes. Nothing has ever come from them, so I hadn't taken them too seriously until now. They want to release the Morrigan, Phantom Queen, goddess of war, fate, and death. So what? something else they explain is that because this Babd was so powerful or the Morgan is so powerful. They split her into three goddesses and separate them and lock them away because this Morgan is immortal too. Right. And Babd is the goddess of war. So she's the first one. And she calls these other two parts of her, which are fate and death, I guess her mm -hmm. sisters. So Adeline does eventually wake up. She's kind of asking what happened. And before William can explain anything to her celeste <laughs> jump in jumps in and says the spell that the witch hit you with also bound your powers i guess william's not necessarily lying to her directly but he does lie through omission a lot during the beginning of this book and celeste feigns this sweet caring personality while she's talking to adeline oh of course she had nothing to yeah. do with it the nice witch. She's the good yeah. witch. They're like, you need to go back to his, you know, pack and they're going to, there is a way he tells her to get your powers back, but you need to go with him in order for that to happen. Yes. He basically wants Adeline to come to his pack because he wants to get info from her about these Vromic people. She, of course, is like, well, how do I get my powers back if they're bound by this random witch so i think celeste is the one that tells her that she has to basically go on a mission and she needs a moonstone the illumination of the moon itself and the blood mm -hmm. of an anointed immortal raiden william of course has a moonstone back at his pax land mm -hmm. and he also has the blood of an immortal raiden because that's what he is mm -hmm. so he's got a couple things so it's like perfect all the stars are aligning yeah, go my pack lands with me and everything will be fine. Yeah, and in the interim, Adeline feels drawn to William too. It's not just one sided, there's something that's happening there. Yes, he's definitely getting more and more feelings for her. It's kind of a he falls first sort of vibe. I also have a note that this is they're not really enemies to lovers, it's more of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I Wait, can I, can I read this? I, I thought this was funny and I wanted to okay. read this quote. 
when she's talking to Celeste, she said, uh, I feel that you don't specialize in a warm and good kind of feeling, do you? And Celeste says to her, might yours be a tad gray area or even just plain dark? Or no, I'm sorry. Celeste says that to her. And she says, yes, my strengths lead more towards the dark side of magic. And Celeste says to her, well, good for you, sweetheart. I'm right there with you. (laughs) Maybe even a tad further down the road or up the hill. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Celeste is pretty funny. And she is mysterious. So I liked it. And then William tells her, yeah, I can get you to our compound, but and, but you must submit to my decisions regarding what's best to protect you. <laughs> she's not a fan of that because she's been no. on her own for so freaking long. She's like, submit, submit, no way and fuck, but I need yeah. to go. So I'll just kind mm-hmm. of play along for now. Yeah, she says, okay, I'll agree. But there's a caveat. You can't order me around. We need to work together. Mm-hmm. He laughs. And she's like, well, his laugh's like a slap in the face. Yeah, my notes are kind of generic for some of this because they're just kind of getting to know each other more. And they're now they're kind of on the adventure to get to the pack land. And so right. there's a lot of passages of him doing that emotional whiplash if I want her, but I shouldn't yes. sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. We get a little backstory on Adeline and her family, which I think we already told you. Everyone was murdered by the Vromig to protect mm-hmm. her from her fate. Mm-hmm. She also is starting to fall for him at this point because of this fucking back and forth with him. She's that very did bother conflicted. me. There's a little much of the back and forth. It is. My note says mind fuckery ensues. Yeah. <laughs> Part <laughs> yes, of me it does. I kind of didn't like this back and forth, but then I also didn't like that he is immediately giving in to her and having sex with her and doing all this stuff with her as he's also lying to her. So he's trying to kind of get to know her and everything, but then also he feels bad because he's keeping the secret from her that he's bound her powers. But he's not having sex with her. Every time they get close to it and they're, you know, he starts to give in to their mutual attraction he thinks in his head i can't do this to her i can't sleep with her because i'm lying to her when she finds out she's gonna hate me yes and they do kiss though and then he kind of shut of course he shuts down again and he's also battling with his wolf because his wolf is very like mine this is my name i'm already Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wolf's like, let's do this. So he's got the also internal battle between his wolf side and his human side. So there's a lot of that back and forth. So if you don't really like that, that would probably bother you. Of course, I had to highlight this. So on their way, they get a hotel room. She showers. He goes and gets some food and some clothes. Because, of course, her clothes are fucking dirty from being in a graveyard. Yeah. In a grave, I should say. Not just graveyard. Mm-hmm. And so when he brings her clothes this is what she thinks when she puts them on so she's putting the clothes on she thinks i put them on then the black cami and gray joggers inwardly cursing myself as i wonder if he bought himself a pair of gray sweats as well the <laughs> thought of him in nothing but those a shudder runs through me nope a big <laughs> hell no actually hmm. and then on the same page she also thinks uh picturing his sexy werewolf ass in low slung outline hugging sweats isn't going to do me any favors Mm-hmm. so she might have been dead yep. for 14 years but she still knows that gray sweats are the 
himbo's lingerie and that when they're at the hotel is when he she finds out right that he she's been dead for 14 years she didn't know yeah she asks him what year is it oh god and then yes that was he tells her and she like basically has a mental breakdown which Mm -hmm. obviously why wouldn't you she's like what was she like 21 when she when she went in she was like in her early 20s and when she comes out she's like 30 something yeah so i think this is part of the reason why her necromancer powers weren't working because she hadn't reached 21 yet i think she was a few months shy of her birthday i think in this paragraph or maybe when she was being murdered oh no it's in this this section actually because she's not sure if she's immortal now because she died right right before that special birthday that would have made her immortal but then she also was dead for 14 years so she's like do dead years count for (laughs) towards my immortal time Mm -hmm. like this is so fucked like what's my actual age am i 35 now or am i 21 like what the right yeah now my next thing is that they're still traveling to the Packlands, and then now they have a bunch of different various quests that begin yes mm-hmm. what was this this was a highlight i did that's why you really agreed to help me isn't it you want to make sure they don't get what they want get what they need to release the other two goddesses you also know they will come after me so you'll have ample opportunity to avenge your brother while also protecting your pack So she gets a little more info from him. There's a lot of different little quests and side things they have to go on. So I ended up getting a little confused on that. I'm trying to keep all of those little side quests that they go on straight. Um, But basically they have to stop the Morgan from reassembling. That's their ultimate goal. Correct. Um, Babbed is already free. We talked about Matcha is one of the other sisters. And we find out that she is the reason why the Vromic have been hunting the werewolves because the werewolf blood from a particular clan is what is needed to free Matcha. I don't really have any notes on this other than to say if you want much more info on the side story that is mentioned here about a werewolf princess and a water horse mate she has you need to read a novella called lovers lost that the author did well thank you for that yeah that i don't know if i can read it because that whole part really made me so sad we see these characters later in the story but they Mm -hmm. do have their own novella which oh okay I've read that already, so... Oh, all right. (laughs) At some point, while they're trying to get closer and closer to the pack lands, he does try to confess to her about how he bound her powers, but they end up getting attacked before he can utter all the words. Of Um, course. There's there's demons there attacking them. He was able to call for one of his pack mates, though. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because he was close enough, or they have some sort of, like, raiden warrior bat signal they can put out and that's why torsten showed up yeah i'm not sure there they do actually win that fight and it was actually a pretty close call like i said torsten is there one of his pack mates um he's there i think there's a couple other pack mates there as well and they're barely coming down from this fight that they had with these people when adeline gets grabbed by a vampire named Roxana. Yeah. And Roxana tells them, the Raidens, that she needs Adeline in exchange for someone named Sebastian. And then Roxana ebbs away and steals Adeline. Yeah, it's going to be a prisoner switch. This is part of the thing that kind of confused me a little bit in this book, because like I'm saying, there's the ultimate goal 
and they don't go straight from A to Z. They have all of these different side things that end up happening before they get there. So yeah, it it was a, a lot. Mm-hmm. I should have made a spreadsheet. I mean, it was fine, but I I'd sometimes kind of had a little bit of trouble like following along because I'm like, okay, wait, why are they doing this? And what was the point? And what does this lead towards? But I think also because there are other side stories that the author has in this series, this Raiden Warriors world, maybe that has a lot to do with it as well. Well, and also all the characters she interjects in the book are all have their own very interesting story. Yeah, they're all interesting. Yeah, that's a good way. It's like there's good side characters. So you kind of want to also know more about all of them. Yeah. So what chapter are you in now? So now I'm on chapter 21. Oh, okay. Roxana is with someone named Maeve. And Maeve is a nymph. Yeah. And Maeve says that she wants to talk to... Adeline. Her conversation with Maeve is weird, but it's also a little interesting. When Adeline asks Maeve, how does she know that her powers aren't there or bound? Maeve is a nymph, and so she was trying to kind of use her nymphy abilities to calm Adeline down, but because Adeline's powers are bound, she almost basically puts her to sleep because she lulls her into so much peacefulness that she almost passes out. Right, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, oh, sorry, like, I should have known that with your powers bound, you can't really overpower me in my nymph abilities. So sorry about that. So of course, Adeline's like, well, how the fuck did you know my powers are bound? Well, the other thing is the nymph doesn't just shake her awake. She slaps her across the face. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Yeah, and Adeline's like, what the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. That's when she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I lulled you to sleep. Now they have this kind of cryptic conversation or start oh, yeah. the conversation that ends the mm-hmm. chapter and also end part one for us. Mm-hmm. Maeve's response to how does she know about the powers being bound is, because I have the ability to float through the mists of this world's consciousness, I can see the past present and the many different pathways that lead to each future when Mm -hmm. you resurrected you stumbled onto a path that i had already been watching that is why i didn't warn dorian of roxana's plans think dorian is william's alpha and then she says i needed you here i needed to force william's hand before it's too late and i think that was how chapter 21 ended So far, do we want to talk about what we thought about this book? Sure. Tell me what you think so far. I really liked this book. I, so far, I like all of the characters. I like how complicated it is. It is a little hard to follow, but I liked it because even though it was a complication, like I said, they were all incredibly interesting. I did get, I did not like the back and forth, but I've never liked the back and forth. Like, you know, I love you. I don't love you. I've always been one that says you need to know what you're doing because you're making me insane. And if you can't figure it out, get away from me. So that was, I thought that was a little, I'm like, please don't do this again. But they did. And I'm able to look past that. Dorian is the vampire leader. Okay. And Connell is the alpha of the pack, I believe. Oh yeah, you're right. Dorian was Roxana's, part of Roxana's crew of people. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand. Why was Sebastian in jail? Why was he holding him? Why was... Do you know? I think it's kind of explained later on. I'm not 
All oh, right. Sure. I, okay. yes, I'm pretty sure it does get explained later on, but like I said, I didn't do my notes for the rest of the book yet. So, okay. I'll try to remember when I do my notes to put that in there. Yeah, it was very interesting. It was intense in parts. And so far, I'm really liking it. What about you? Okay, so it's funny when we started reading this book, because I had picked this book because I liked the author. And also, um, just because, like I said, I had read a bunch of her stuff, right? There was something after that I didn't read earlier, when I was reading the stuff I had highlighted in the copyrighted stuff, the very next thing says, this story is the all new extended story of Adeline and William originally introduced in Necromancer Rising. Oh, right. Yeah. First person and present tense with more in-depth imaginings to their story and characters. So I actually read Necromancer Rising a really long time ago when it came out. Oh, oh you so, did? Yeah. So I, I actually sent the author like an Instagram message and I was like, hey, I don't tell her that we were doing it for the podcast. By the moon we fall am I reading it correctly is the same. It's just like a newer version of this book. And she said, yes. I was like, oh, okay. So I've actually read this story, but like I said, my memory is fucking trash. So yeah. I, I don't remember everything that happened here. And then Lover's Lost, like I mentioned earlier, which is that side novella. Mm -hmm. I've read that as well. Looking on uh, Amazon author page i don't think i've read these actually she's got two books about the goddesses that form the morrigan oh she does there's one that's called called by darkness a goddess of the morrigan novel and then drawn in shadow so i don't think i've read those actually well that's shocking there's a book out you haven't read i can't believe uh, it i know but <laughs> <laughs> i did really like this book uh there were a couple little errors in it that were a little distracting, but I think it's because she had switched it from third person to first person, I think. Okay. So, I mean, those are easily overlooked, but overall, so far, I liked it. I had a little bit of trouble, like I said, keeping track of all the side quests, but I do like the he falls first sort of aspect and it's a necromancer book, so it's going to be dark. <laughs> yeah, I like it because um, what was that other KF Brain series? Oh my god, I can't remember anything about the neck. She was a necromancer. And I like how the necromancers are able to see the thread of your soul mm. and grab a hold of the thread of your soul. And the KF brain, she could move the line. I, it, it was, I just think it's all fascinating. So yeah, so, so far so good. So the next episode, we'll talk about what happens with the rest of the book. Yes, that sounds lovely. And um. I'm glad I finished it last night because now I can just go into my notes and my notes, my highlights and adjust my notes accordingly. Okay. What are you doing today? Um, I'm taking the kids to an amusement park, a local little amusement park. Are you staying with them? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm not going to ride any of the rides but I'm going to take them. Yeah. Any ride nowadays, the older I get just makes me want to throw up. Yeah. I'm, just gonna bring my kindle and i'll just read books while they ride the rides or something <laughs> what's your husband doing today uh he's gonna come with us but he's actually going to leave a little early because it's march madness for college basketball and he's gonna <laughs> go with some people mm -hmm. to actually the elks lodge i'm like okay old man oh my god old man <laughs> he's going to the elks lodge oh my with god okay friends his poker playing buddies to oh, watch okay. 
the local team play in March Madness. I need him to come over at some point because I was sitting working in my office a couple of days ago and I don't know if it was those gigantic crows that live around here that were on the roof I was hearing or if there was something in my attic. It's probably the crows. Let's hope so, because I was like, dear God, please don't tell me that there's critters in my attic, because I've I've lived that nightmare before. But I really need him to come over and look, because I can't get up that ladder and up there. Okay, I'll tell him. (laughs) I'm sure he'll love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry, but I'm going to the grocery store and I'm going later than normal because you made me do this first. Well, I appreciate that. I also need to go to the grocery store, but I'm just going to have to do that either later tonight after the amusement park or sometime tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Well, Well, that sounds good. Yeah, it's the last few days of spring break for my kids. So I told them I would take them to do something fun. So that's what we're doing today. Yeah, good for them. Yes, I uh, need to party this weekend because monday i have to go for that root canal checkup and i love this place i made my appointment and at the end of all of it you know you have to do all this crap they're like uh the parking here is really sucks so give yourself ample time you may need to park at the library and walk i'm like are you kidding me oh yeah that's weird but at least they warned you yeah thank god okay (laughs) (laughs) All right. So yeah, my fun weekend so far is starting out at the grocery store and then I will take it from there. All right. Well, enjoy. Thank you so much, babe. Have a good time with the kids. Okay, I will. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Music